So we're talking about Star Wars this week. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Pop Culture and the Pea Brains. I'm one of your two hosts, Brett Carson, along with. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I like Star Wars quite a lot. Uh, I One may not think that, considering I just watched The Rise of Skywalker in the last month. But a lot of people would venture that the uh, other Star Wars movies are... Not quite as great as the original yeah, trilogy. Yeah, I mean, it all started back in 1977 mm-hmm. when George Lucas, who was a big fan of the Flash Gordon series, he thought to himself, you know, of course, as he got older, he saw Flash Gordon, the effects were terrible. And he thought to himself, you know, if, the, if I was such a fan of Flash Gordon and it was really terrible... What would a space series be like if it was really good? And that's what prompted him to come up with the Star Wars idea. Now, last week we watched uh, we watched The Nightmare on Elm Street, and we both had not seen it in several years. Uh, I had not seen it in about four or five years. Uh, Lugnut over here had not seen it in like 30 years. So Lugnut. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry, it was a Star Wars insult. It's not. Anyway, uh, so we both have a better understanding of A New Hope, or as it's known originally, just Star Wars, so we didn't necessarily feel the need to rewatch the whole thing. We both lead very busy lives, uh, but we, we both feel like we have a really strong understanding of the film. Who's the main character? Luke Skywalker. Uh, it's actually C-3PO. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Comedian here. Ah, uh, yes. But um, go ahead. As you were saying, um, what? So you were alive when the when the movie was introduced in you yes. said nineteen seventy eight seventy seven seventy seven. I don't listen. Well, George Lucas he had already had American Graffiti, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> Star Wars was rejected by a lot of the ma- major motion picture studios. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, and as a matter of fact, the first person who really liked the screening was Steven Spielberg. Uh, Spielberg, if you do not know, is also known for such films as Jaws, Jurassic Park, and did he do E.T.? I don't know. I believe he did. I think he did. I'm, I'm fairly certain. But Steven Spielberg is one of the basically ultimate directors of the... 80s, 90s, and he's he's fallen off a little bit in the last couple decades, but he's still very well known in Hollywood. Uh, but Star Wars follows the story of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia Organa. Hey, you know I'm the brother of Han Solo. You're the brother of Han yeah, Solo. Yeah, yeah, Harrison Ford. Also Tom Lester. You're the brother of Harrison Ford. Bob, Bob Barker. What are you talking about? Sigma Nu. I was a Sigma Nu. Oh. And, P and they're Sigma Nu's. So we're fraternity brothers. You could have clarified that. Well, I just did. Okay, well, cool. Congratulations. Yeah. You guys went through orientation together. You don't even know who Tom Lester is, do you? Uh, I'm assuming his dad was like Bob Lester or Tom somebody. Tom Lester played Eb on Green Acres. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's another show that literally nobody watching this or listening to this is going to know. Uh, well, that's their fault. It, 
Not really. I mean, it was a 60s TV show. Um, but we are getting off topic. This movie's a 70s movie. We're well, not yeah. talking about decades. Yeah, past. but they're not, they're not remaking Green Acres. They should. I don't think it would be quite as relevant. No, they're all dead. But yeah, that would be kind of difficult to recast them. Yeah. Uh, can you try that line again? Come on, you got to do a lively performance. Uh, I'm going to cut that joke out. It was real dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the story of Star Wars, um, Episode Four: A New Hope, begins with Luke Skywalker. Actually, it begins with Leia Organa, a princess of Alderaan, uh, fleeing a galactic starship. And she apparently has plans that are integral to the design of the Death Star, which is uh, a basically a super weapon, a space station capable of destroying planets. She has the plans to it, which will let the Resistance, which is what she's a part of. And she saves them in R2-D2. Mm-hmm. She, she transfers them onto R2-D2, which is a droid, uh, and they... They communicate with Obi Wan Kenobi, or she does. She to. she she sends she relays a message uh, through R two D two to Obi Wan Kenobi in the form of a hologram, and it's odd to me because the whole in a uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far far away, their technology much better than ours. But you know whatever. But at one point. The two droids, the two main droids of the film, R2-D2 and C-3PO, both played by real people. Correct. Which some people, I didn't know this as a child, but there was actually a very uh, small actor that was in the R2-D2 droid, uh, and there was somebody obviously in the C-3PO costume uh, controlling them, which I can only imagine was sweltering. Mm -hmm. But they eventually find their way to Luke Skywalker. Correct. Can you tell us a little bit about Lukey Boy and the actor that plays him? Luke Skywalker is the main Dude. character yeah. of all of the Star Wars saga. The original trilogy he is. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the bottom line, the ultimate Jedi. I mean, if you've seen the... One could argue Anakin was like the ultimate Jedi in the prequel series. And Rey... Do you know who Rey is? No. She is... Uh, she's basically the Jedi main character of the sequel trilogy. Which I'm excited to show you them. Because I feel like you'll either really like them or really dislike them. Well, the way the Star Wars was made... Yeah. And, and I would imagine... And you know this, but some of the listeners may not... The first three were the middle of the series. Yeah. Four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. So you had A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. And then it went to the prequel series, episode one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Then it went to the sequel, episode seven, seven eight, eight, and nine. nine. Yep. Uh, and in between those, there was Solo, a Star Wars story, which takes Han Solo's kind of younger years and tells that story. It's got Woody Harrelson in it. Fun fact. Um, and there's another one called Rogue One, which is another Star Wars story that tells how Leia got the plans of the Death Star to begin with. So there's they, they attempt to kind of fill in the, the logical gaps and the, inf- and the plot holes that may or may not exist 
due to such a wide canon. So the Star Wars lore is ridiculous. There's so much of it. There's movies, there's TV shows, there's video games, there's comic books, there's regular books, there's tons and tons of backlog data, and it seems like every single race... Well, this is a good transition. So what would you say is one of the most creative scenes in A New Hope? Creative scenes? Uh, uh, I guess cinematically, like, important. Well, I mean, there's several that come to mind. First of all, uh, when when Han Solo goes in the so-called bar. Most Eisley Cantina. Yeah, and, and all the different types of characters in there exactly and then you have the uh, the fight with Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. he's in, he's a Jedi and he is trying to eliminate the Death Star uh, he so he's not a Jedi yet he's a fighter he's a he, he is so it's weird he's coming to terms with the fact that he has a connection to the force mm-hmm. but he does not actually use a lightsaber in combat really in the first film to my knowledge. I could be wrong, but I think the only thing he does is he trains with it yeah. with Obi-Wan. Um, and Obi-Wan is played by the famous... Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. And Mark Hamill is obviously Luke Skywalker. Han Solo is played by Harrison Ford. Leia is played by Carrie Fisher. And you know her mom, Debbie Reynolds, died the day after she died. Wow. The day after. I would imagine a broken heart. Which... Actually, also happens in Star Wars. There is a character uh, in the third film, not the sixth, not Return of the Jedi, but in Revenge of the Sith, that also dies from a broken heart. Um, but Star Wars is a massive, massive franchise, and it, we'd be remiss to say and it that, was not originally intended to be. No, no, it no, really no. wasn't. George Lucas, he had originally, I think, planned only to do a couple of shows. And that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you and said before grow that it and grew and grew. You said before that it was rejected oh, by yeah. by a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, studios. Yeah. And it's so odd to me because in the way that it has changed, the original movies have been altered. So, for example, at the end of one of the films, there's a ghost version of one of the characters. I'm not going to say which one it is, but there is a force ghost version of a character. Well, after the prequel trilogy, they actually superimposed the prequel actor in the remastered version of the original trilogy. So there was an original actor that played this character, but after the prequels were made, they put that character in because he was more recognizable. And they also put in a lot more CGI, because in, in 77, CGI was not a, a very... It very, wasn't really a thing. It wasn't then. a thing. Like It wasn't prolific, but... You know, in 1998, or 90, I think 97, 98 was when Phantom Menace was made, uh, and then 2002, followed by 2004 with Revenge of the Sith, CGI was, you know, very advantageous. So they actually put a lot of CGI in the remastered version. So unless you have, like, an original VCR, a VHS tape of Star Wars... If you have a DVD or a Blu-ray version, you probably have the remastered with the CGI added into it. Well, see, we've got we've got the VHS tape, yeah, that came out in '77. We have one of the originals, mm-hmm. which, considering you are an antiquer, I imagine that would actually sell for quite the. Am I an penny. antique or an antiquer? Antiquer. Okay, I'm also an antique. Uh, you're antiquitous. 
uh, archaic. Mm. <laughs> um, so, do you have a favorite character in the movie or a favorite scene? Not really. No. No. I do you? I love the Mos Eisley Cantina scene, um, just for a lot of reasons. Because up until then, everything that's happened has either been on a galactic cruiser or Tatooine, like in Luke's, you know, farm. He's a moisture farmer. Did you ever know that? Hmm. You know, one one thing I thought was interesting. Um, you know, George Lucas, not to change the subject. I wasn't George, done yet. George, I don't care. George Lucas. You know, he did uh, American Graffiti. He uh, directed that. I don't know what that is. You haven't seen American Graffiti? No, and we're not talking about it You're this kidding. week either. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Harrison Ford yeah. had a cameo in American Graffiti, mm-hmm. and then he played Han Solo in Star Wars, and I'm wondering if there was a connection, if, if uh, George Lucas liked Harrison Ford so much from American Graffiti that he put him into his... Star Wars project. I think it's also very, very important to note that the cast of the original Star Wars film is just excellent. I mean, Mark Hamill plays this innocent farm boy so well. Harrison Ford plays the smug smuggler, and he's this arrogant son of a gun, but he plays it really well. Carrie Fisher plays a very strong, you know new age female character in princess leia which is not something you saw in 77 Hmm. like you didn't see strong female protagonists in some ways she's a lot stronger than than han or luke she's stronger than luke and she's more kind of patient and steadfast than han Mm -hmm. um but as i was saying about the cantina scene we meet han there which is arguably one of the coolest characters in the series uh definitely one of the main characters and he kills greedo do you know who Greedo is? Um, it's been a while. He's oh. the he's the blue guy that that Han Solo was in a fight with. Okay. Um, and there's also a scene where Obi Wan cuts someone's arm off. Do you remember that? It seems like I do. Yeah. Yeah, because there was an alien that was so Luke was just kind of chilling at the bar, just doing his own thing, and this alien bumped into him, or he bumped into the alien. And the alien was going to attack him, and Obi-Wan pulled out his lightsaber and sliced the alien's arm off. Which starts a trend in Star Wars, because so many limbs get cut off in that series. So, we are at number one for limbs cut off. How attractive. I'm just saying, it's something... George Lucas has, like, an obsession with cutting people's limbs off. uh, Because it happens a lot. So, we're at number one. Is there a connection between this show and last week's show? No, well, people didn't get limbs cut off, but they died. Hmm. And people do die in Star Wars sometimes. Okay, okay. Um, but how about Darth Vader? Give me your thoughts on that boy. Well, I mean, you know, he was voiced by James Earl Jones. Amazing actor. Still but, alive. But he was not played by James Earl Jones. No. He was, he was played by a different actor, and they... they added the voiceover in later which as a child i never understood i didn't understand the idea of layering in someone's voiceover on top of an existing scene i don't understand why you wouldn't have james earl jones be in custom i think it was more so so james earl jones if you've seen him is a bit of a stocky dude um and darth vader has this very sleek imposing physique so i think it might have been odd 
having, you know, somebody that may not, if they got, I don't know, me to play Superman, that wouldn't look as good as if you got Henry Cavill uh, or Cavill. I have no idea who that is. Henry Cavill or Cavill plays Superman. He's a very handsome, very rugged dude. I mean, I am, I am mildly handsome, but I'm not Superman handsome. So it's that mindset of, you know, we got to get somebody that looks the part. We got to get somebody that sounds the part. We got two different people. We're gonna make it work. So that's kind of was what it was about. And uh, well, in Darth Vader, you never see the face anyway. Well, you do later. Well, yeah, but not in New Hope. You not don't. in a New Hope. You don't. Uh, you see it actually. I think for the first time in Empire Strikes Back, uh, which we will talk about later. But you have not seen Empire Strikes Back. I have not. Good movie. It's it is actually contended that either a New Hope or Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film. Like that is highly contended because people either love or hate Return of the Jedi for a myriad of reasons. People have a lot of problems with the prequels and people have a lot of problems with the sequels. And we'll get into those, but A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back are two relatively perfect films with regard to casting. Hold on, what is your opinion of why people have such a disdain toward the prequel and the sequel? I don't, I don't necessarily want to get into it because we'll get into it when we do the episode. But what would you say the main theme of A New Hope is? Well, it's... Like, break it down to one word. Winning. Winning? Yeah. I, winning for the sake of, like, like you said heroics? Or, like, save, like, saving, rescuing. Okay. Rescuing is fine. So it's got a very heroic message. And it was a very positive film for the age. Now, I think they did so well because they did start... They didn't start in the middle. Like, you could make the argument they start in Medius Race, which means in the middle of the conflict. But at the same time, in 1977, the prequels didn't exist. It's just like if they made a prequel to Jurassic Park. Technically, that did exist. But we start here. So it doesn't matter what happened before that because we start here. Adding the prequels complicated the story and added a lot of possible, you know, plot holes. So, for example, in the first Star Wars film, A Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan is a very young Padawan, a a Jedi apprentice. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think, just out of curiosity, do you think most of the people that have this disdain toward the prequel and the sequel, do you think they are of the age of they were more, they watched the regular three first and they more identified with those three first? I don't think so because I know a lot of people that were actually born around the time, closer to the time of the prequels than the original series well you for example yeah i was born closer to the the prequels i don't necessarily like phantom menace nearly as much as new hope for one reason politics so politics have a huge part in the prequel trilogy it starts the the entire series starts with political negotiations that go awry but it's under the pretense of politics now, what is something that is not exciting for children? Politics. Politics are not exciting. So much of the prequels are politics and and talking and a 
very awkwardly paced romance between Anakin Skywalker and a woman named Padme that it's just it's gratuitous in some cases like there are really good parts for example my favorite character in the Star Wars canon is Jango Fett he's an attack of the clones he's a really awesome character but the fact that he's in it doesn't take away from all the other bull hockey in it it's a two hour long film Jango Fett's in like six minutes of it so I don't know I don't know but back to A New Hope so A New Hope starts with you know Tatooine Luke kind of finding out his Jedi origins Mm -hmm. and then they go to the Death Star do you remember why they go to the Death Star well let's go back a ways okay first of all Luke had no intention of going to any kind of help no and uh, it was only after his and Uncle died mm-hmm. that he thought, well, I have nothing else here, so I might as well go. Do you remember how they died? Um, the little... Sa- it was stormtroopers. Was that what it was? Yeah, because there's a line... Um, it's actually kind of a funny joke, but... So they're they're burned alive. No, I knew that. Yeah. Uh, and, and Luke, I believe, says something along the lines of he thinks it's the th- it's the sand people mm-hmm. but uh old old ben or, or obi-wan says the <laughs> these blasts and burns are too accurate to have been done by sand people they must have been done by imperial stormtroopers which is ironic because if you look at all of the films stormtroopers are very inaccurate with their guns uh, so that's it's a bit of a running joke but yeah and and baru and uncle owen get nicked. yeah nicked and that's that's the whole that's the start of it all really. yeah because he has nowhere to go right um and then he goes to most Eisley cantina picks up han who will uh go to alderaan and which han is han has chewbacca han has chewbacca a wookie main character that's been in the entire series he was in about peter mayhew mm-hmm. uh who's since passed away yes yeah um but um yeah I think, and then after that, they go to Alderaan, uh, seeking something. I honestly can't remember why they're going to Alderaan. I can't either. But Alderaan doesn't matter because it got blown up. Do, do you remember that? Yeah. So the the Death Star fires on Alderaan in front of Leia. That's her home planet. Destroys it, and the Millennium Falcon. We haven't even mentioned the Millennium Falcon. Uh, goes through the debris of Alderaan. And finds its way to the Death Star. And rescues Princess Leia. Well, in the Millennium Falcon, and it pulled into the Death Star? Uh, yeah, so they, they get too close to it. And it's pulled in. And it's pulled in by a gravity, like a grav... Gravity beam or something? Tractor beam. Tractor beam is what I was thinking of. Uh, and they, they rescue Leia. And Obi-Wan is reunited with Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Who? And this is when... Obi-Wan dies, isn't it? Obi-Wan does die. He, he has the iconic line, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you ever imagined. And Darth Vader kills him. Mm-hmm. And it's not revealed until later that, well, I, I assume everybody that is listening to this has seen Star Wars, but Darth Vader was Anakin. And Anakin was Obi-Wan's apprentice. So it's an extremely thematic moment when the student kills the mentor. It's really heartfelt. And, and I mean, the emotion is really high at that point. And Darth Vader is Luke's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anakin Skywalker, 
whose story is fully explored in the prequel trilogy, which mm-hmm. we will eventually get to. Mm-hmm. The ending of the film, there's like three, there's three segments. There's the Tatooine scenes, which is like the origins of Luke Skywalker. Then there's the, the Death Star scenes, which is ends with them escaping and Obi-Wan dying. And then there's the Death Star destruction scene when they actually assault the Death Star uh, with, do you remember what the, uh, what the star fighters are? The, the like ships, I think X-Wings, they're called X-Wings. I remember that. Uh, And they actually have to shoot a torpedo in an exhaust hatch. I think canonically it's three meters wide on a space station the size of a planet. Three meters wide or one meter wide? I think three meters wide. Still, considering the size of the Death Star, it's pretty small. And Luke has this whole thing where he has to use the Force to, uh, to you know, target the, the exhaust shaft. He hears Ben saying, use the Force, Luke. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they went with Ben for Obi-Wan. Is it like a second? Hold on. Obi-Wan. No, I don't know. Maybe it's like a a, a mutation of Obi-Wan as Ben. Just a shortened version. Um, But, and then the Death Star is destroyed. They go back home to Yavin 4, which is the planet that the Resistance is based in. And they receive medals. And they have another movie. The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back, which is the next film. Did you know... So I've been reading um, Joseph Campbell's Hero of a Thousand Faces, uh, which kind of highlights the titular hero's journey. Uh, And there are anywhere from like 12 to 20 steps that can be in any heroic story. Those stories kind of originated from folklore, which eventually led into media, which eventually led into cowboy stories, like cowboy TV shows. Uh, uh, What's the... What's the really popular one? Now? Not not now, but like the... It, it wasn't... It, there was a huge cowboy-like actor. Gunsmoke? Gunsmoke. What was the actor in it? Uh, James Ernest? No, no. I, I was can't... it Bonanza? One green? It wasn't Bonanza, but it... It wasn't Adam West. It was... Adam West wasn't a cowboy no, actor. No, no, no. That was Batman. Yeah. That was Batman. Uh, I can't remember the name of the actor, but there was a, uh, I, I know Clint Eastwood was, but that was like in the 80s. It was, was it the Rifleman, Chuck Connor? It could have been. It could have been that. Um, but suffice to say, George Lucas actually based Star Wars on old cowboy shows. Because in old cowboy shows, the good guys would typically wear white. Mm-hmm. And the bad guys would typically wear black. Mm-hmm. If you look at the costume design for Star Wars, uh, Luke typically wears all light colors. Leia is in all white. Han, who is the kind of the... He's not good, but he's not evil. He wears a combination of both darker colors. He has a dark vest and a white shirt underneath it. So it's kind of saying that he has a darker exterior, but deep down he's a good guy. Darth Vader, entirely black outfit. So if you look at it from the stance of like a a space... I've heard it said like a space cowboy tale. What about the stormtroopers? The stormtroopers are white, but they were actually, they started as clone troopers, which were used for good and corrupted by the emperor, 
who is Darth Vader's boss, who wears all black. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It got more, you know, muddied after mm-hmm. a while, uh, just because they added so much. Um, but yeah, that's us rambling about A New Hope. I really love the movie. I I really. I think that it got a little complicated after the original trilogy, but that's well, just I mean, me. You know, it did. It was nominated for ten Academy Awards. It won seven. Wow, seven of them. And uh, if you adjust what it made for today's dollars, it's now it's ranked the second highest grossing movie of all time behind Gone with the Wind. Really, Gone with the Wind made the most. Mm-hmm. That's not even a movie I've seen. I've never uh, seen Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind either. I need to watch Casablanca. Yeah. I did I'm gonna make some, some enemies here, but I did watch um what's the, uh, Citizen Kane. Did you? I watched Citizen Kane when I was in college. Uh, it's okay. But you know. know Star Wars unseated another show, another movie that was ranked uh, way up there called Jaws. Oh really? Yeah. Jaws is one of the biggest grossing, like most grossing films of all time, correct? Yes. And um, the budget for Star Wars was $11 million, and that's pretty low. That's not a lot. Pretty low, based With, on Hollywood. But it made $175 million at the box office. Considering... Now, it's made more than that since, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, places like Disney World have Star Wars worlds. Yeah. Like, since Disney owns Star Wars, if you go to Disney World, there's an entire segment of... Well, it's interesting. Disney used to reject it, Star Mm -hmm. Wars, originally. Well, then they bought it, and then they, in some cases, botched the sequel trilogy. Uh, But we'll get to that uh, in a a long time, uh, because we're not going to talk about Star Wars every week, but we're going to talk about it occasionally. And when Mm. we get to the prequels, you will see what I meant about politics. Mm. But... Can't wait. What are we going to talk about next week? I don't know, but it'll be my turn. It is your turn. Just spitball something. What do you think I'm, you I'm might like to talk about? I might like the movie Frequency. Frequency. So are we just turning this into a movie podcast? Nah, no, no, not always. But uh, you know, now that we're on the movie Trend. genre, yeah, um, we might do Frequency. I don't know. Frequency would be good. I have not seen it since I was in your class eight years ago, nine Long years ago, ago. Uh, and you watch it. All the freaking time. Oh, I can tell you, I don't know, almost all the dialogue in it. So I might, I might watch it myself because I don't think you're gonna have to watch it. No, you know no. it well enough. Yeah, I do. Um, but um, a couple short little things. Uh, WandaVision is a very good show on Disney Plus. Uh, also on Disney Plus, you can watch all of the Star Wars films, including, in some cases, the bad ones, and Legends of Tomorrow, which is a DC TV show on Netflix. Featuring actors such as Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell, and I can't remember. Oh, uh, uh, Garber. What's his name? Something Garber. Victor Garber. You know Victor Garber? Yeah. He played played Tom Andrews in Titanic. Mm -hmm. He also played. uh, uh, He played the bad guy in Legally Blonde. Yeah, he was one of the attorneys. Uh, He was the, the. perverted professor Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh yeah so that that's we're we're not doing just movies but recently we both been watching more movies so we're talking about them 
But this has been Pop Culture and the Pea Brains. Thank you so much for listening. We'd like to thank Cole Benson for the music, Taylor Menzel for the artwork. If you have something you'd like us to talk about or a movie you'd like us to talk about, please email us at bcarson129 at gmail.com. Again, that is bcarson129 at gmail.com. And remember... Keep it in the crock pot. We lark... We lark? Lark? We, <laughs> we lark or lark servers... Uh, Slow cooked. Slow cooked. Gosh, I messed myself up. Wow. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.